Phones have brought a communication change that we haven't seen since the printing press. Sharing information and social life on a phone is tremendously important to teens, and it changes some dynamics about family. Today, we're going to talk about some of the truths we find when people have phones. Hey, welcome to the First Youth Podcast. I'm Kyle Hand, and I have with me Gabe Vanderstel. Switcheroo there. <laughs> and uh, today, we're talking about phones. Uh, we're going to talk about a whole gambit of uh, things in there, but it's going to focus mo mostly on phones. We're not jumping into computers as much, but I guess screen time. Screen that's time, that's part of it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big conversation, like many of the things we do here, uh, but it's an, it's an important one. And we're hoping this is just another one of those felt needs. It's, it is with my family. I've got three kids under seven, yeah. and it's something that I've, uh, we've had to, me and my wife sat and talked about, which I'm sure you guys have. So Definitely one of those topics where parents come to us and they feel lost. So sure. if you're watching this, parents, and you're saying, hey, I have no kind of guidelines or I don't really know where this is going. My kids have cell phones or they're asking for a cell phone. I don't know what to do. That's okay. Welcome There's a the lot party. of tension there. You are the first generation of parents to go through this. Right. And guess what? Your kids are the first generation of students to be born in the digital age. So it's such widespread stuff. Absolutely. Too. It's not just because I, I was looking the other day, the first text was sent 1992. But that 2007 was the first time text messaging took over phone calls. So wow. that was 2007. So that's not even that long ago. And then social media is only like, it feels like it's 20 years old. It, yeah. it, it, it's probably closer to saying a few years old than it is. So phones have brought in a whole new world. So yeah, parents. Mm you're in the same boat. But uh, today we want to do a little bit more of like truth statements and right. then kind of talk about them. So we wrote down a couple of them and then what we can do with them and stuff. But I'll, we'll wrap we'll about a couple of these things. Here's one of the ones that we put down. Teens don't appreciate the vendetta against them and their phones. Truth. They just, yeah, they just don't like it. I showed a video in Academy, which uh, Sunday School Hour um, there, that it, it was a guy talking to millennials. And I said, hey, just take out millennials and imagine it's focused towards you. And I didn't have to say anything. People had their hands up right away. I don't yeah. like that. Felt uh, targeted. Yeah, well, that was it. Yeah. And and most of their thing was just, I don't like how it's an attitude of people against us. That's how they said they felt it, which I, and I get. I don't like when people point out, you know, I'm technically a millennial saying millennials are lazy. They're, they're not focused. It's a generalization and they don't like it. So parents do a disservice when they look at their student, look at their teen and, and uh, kind of come in with uh, a little bit of uh, an angle or saying hey, your generation yeah. does this or all teenagers do that. That kind of shuts them down. So yeah, and teens I think definitely don't appreciate especially that. Especially because how many times parents say, well, we're not the world or we're not, um, we're not like that family, yeah. but then you you like you betray yourself because you're like, well, all teens do this. I'm going to treat you that right. way. And like, I thought we were supposed to be different. So right. if you have any kind of leadership in your family or influence, you, you got to treat your teen different in most regards like this. So um, yeah, it's it's all they know. Um, I would say for adults, if adults had to have a perspective, it would be like um, going into your work and not having a computer. Mm. or having somebody walk in and criticize you for having a computer. Um, why are you on that all the time? Because it's my job. Like, this is all we know. If you walked into work with a, with a pad of paper and a pencil and that's all you had, it would be unacceptable. Right. You can't do that. One of the illustrations we've seen is here, here in our office, we had an older gentleman walk by one day and, and uh, see our tech director in front of his computer. Yeah, yeah. And he said, man, don't you get sick of looking at that television all day long? <laughs> and, and from his perspective, wow, you are wasting your day in front of a television. From what he saw, yeah. reality is 
that's the world we live in, right? That's how that's how we do work. And he separated himself from that tech director immediately because it wasn't a TV screen. That was just kind of an ignorant comment, which and, and there was nothing bad behind it, whatever. Right. But it was an ignorant comment, so it separates, goes, you're old, you're back. So for parents, it, you want to relate to your kid. You know, what are you doing looking at that? Like, as long as, you know, yeah. the language is important, how you do it's important, what you say is important. But you'll alienate yourself before you even enter the conversation if you come in with a judgmental attitude immediately because they, they're not looking for it they don't want to listen to it and they don't they don't want to hear it so um the other side of that too is and i think it started when we started that video was before we even began listening to it a number of them said this is ridiculous because they're on it more than i am they would say one kid in the back said my grandparents are on it on their iPads, <laughs> the most of the time that I see them, Grandma's over on there. Facebook. Yeah. yeah, and so they see it too. So they're saying, Absolutely. Well, so one is, well, it's my world. You can't just say like, why, why do you have a car? It's the world. Um, but two, um, it's hypocritical. It's like driving your own car. Going, why do you drive a car? It's like, well, I see you on it. They see it. There's evidence there. They're not just making a wild guess. They're and modeling. teens are pros at spotting hypocrisy, right? Right. right. Even if we as adults don't see it that way, yeah. a teenager could look at situation and say hypocrite yeah. and they won't they won't hear a word you say yeah. so um coming out come into that conversation without a judgmental attitude goes a long way yeah they're what's, looking for authenticity yeah what's the next truth we have most people recognize that there is a problem i would say most people recognize or or have a hint hmm. that and if you don't like the word problem most people have a, a sniff or a hint that there's something going on that's not positive yeah. all the time with phones social media technology um and most people admit it now, I think that's where it ends for most people, um, but I, I feel like right there, most people get it, but not sure what to do about it, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, or they love their phone so much that they don't want to talk <laughs> Let's about it. not talk it. about it, no. it's convicting. It really yeah. is. You know, I was watching a guy talk about uh, technology, and he's a branding guy. He builds his, his company on his mm. phone, which there's a lot of good things about phones. That's one of them. You can build a lot of information. You might be watching this right now on a phone. That's that's really good. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, I've seen this guy, this guy blew up and fought back against everybody who said, well, maybe we need to moderate our screen time. He was yelling at the camera going, that's ridiculous. If anything, I want to be on my phone more. Hmm. So I mean, it's the swing the other way. He's advocating for it to go completely bonkers with more phone time. Um, but but most people realize there's something else more going on. And there's some science behind it, some sleep studies, sure. and, um, how much you know blue light you take in and stuff like that. But Definitely uh, links to anxiety, depression yeah. uh, amongst uh, teenagers. Yeah, mental health's there. There's mental health issues uh, with the, the more time they spend on it, the more anxiety they feel to sure. keep up with, with social peers, things like that. So there's some bad that comes with it, but yeah. also you got to admit there's there's a whole lot of good that's involved there yeah. as well. So And that's that last that one too, is that that if you come at this with a convicting tone, like, got to put all the cell phones away, they're ridiculous, let's get, you know, we're done with them. Um, first of all, you're just you're ostracizing yourself from, from culture, from everybody in yeah. there too. Um, your kids, um, one because they love and it's and it's good and stuff like that. But they're not going away. There is not. You could not say in this world there's a trend towards less phones, less screens, less technology. No. It's taken off at an incredible rate. So I, it's here to stay. That's that's kind of the last thing I thought was it's here to stay, and it's here to grow. Mm. I can't imagine what it'll be like in five years. Five years ago, 2014, you know, that, what was it compared? And it's only going faster. So if it is here to stay, right? If, if it's, if it's here, whether we like it or not, right. how can we embrace it in such a way and maybe set up some, some boundaries to, to help ourselves moving forward, right? Well, so what we did these past couple ones, and, and we'll do it again here is good, is helping them see a perspective. Mm. So from the parent side and from the kid side, and we wrote this down and it's a little bit easier scary but a little bit easier for us to see the parent side now yeah. that we're getting yeah, there sure. um and and 
what we really found with that is we begin, I talked to a bunch of parents. People were excited when they heard we were going to do this talk. Right. And um, they kept feeding me things. My wife and I sat down and talked about it. And she fed me some ideas, moms and dads, all sorts of things, leaders. And parents, parents are on their phones and they see their time on their phone as mostly for work and life. So work, answering emails or writing down thoughts or contacting somebody, responding to an email and life. Uh, we, we were talking about that recently, how uh, I'm registering my kid for a sport or I'm looking at our calendar to see when we can do X, Y activity. Yeah. So there, it's not, I'm not hanging out on my phone. Uh, like Scheduling a play date. I'm, you know, I'm doing something for the family. Right. Um, it's not, it's for them. It's not like, well, I'm having a whole bunch of fun. So parents see themselves looking at it as kind of a, a, as a work thing. And so they see their time that way. Now, and this is the perspective we had on teens while parents are on their phones. Kids don't see that. Right. Kids aren't looking over your shoulder. And if somebody looks over your shoulder while you're on your phone, most of the time you're like, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. You're like pulling off to the side. And so for most parents, they're on their phone doing life, but teens are looking at them and all they see is you're just on your phone. You're just on your phone. And I don't, I'm not discriminating between or disseminating between, well, they're doing work, so I excuse it. They said they were watching toddlers play around parents on their phones, and toddlers constantly look at their parents. They just look. They're just looking to check if you're there, if I'm safe. Perception, yeah, yeah. Mom, look, mom, look. They say it. Um, and so when parents are looking at their phones all the time, they, they see this increased like movement in kids and anxiety, and they're not watching the TV anymore. They're not playing the game anymore because mom or dad isn't paying attention to them. So mm. sometimes they're just acting out for you to watch them play, which yeah. is just crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't see it. That When teens and kids are looking at parents on their phone, all they see is you're on your phone. I heard that quote from a mom to a father. Yeah, but the kids just see you on your phone. They don't know why you're on it. Right. Um, and granted, some of those times they see us on their phone, we are just having fun. We are just playing a game. The reality, is, reality is we have to, as leaders, and if you're a parent, you are a leader in the family. Um, as leaders, we have to think about perception. And yeah. that's what we are judged off of, not reality. Yeah. And it's unfair, but uh, what does my teen perceive about how I'm using my phone? And sometimes it just starts with asking that question, sitting down with your teen and say, yeah. hey, what do you think about how mom and dad, you know, how we spend our time on, on devices? What are your what are your perceptions about that? That will, that will blow open the door <laughs> to a conversation where you can have some legitimate, yeah. uh, you know, groundbreaking conversation. I think dangerous that could be stuff. Important. Yeah, but dangerous. Helpful. <laughs> yeah. But helpful. Perception. Sure. And now the other side, if you're going to be a leader, and that's you know how you're saying in a family is, you've also got to see the perception and the reality of your kids. So parents, I think, see mm. their time, their teens' time on their phone as mostly unnecessary. It, for teens out there that are listening, that's how your parents see your time on your phone. Now, not again, this isn't 100 percent of the time, but parents look at it and go, "Why are you on there? All you do is play games. You're always texting your friends. We're trying to have dinner, and you're scheduling a, a get together with your friend, right?" right? That's their perception. You are isolated from our family, and what you're isolated in doing isn't taking the SAT. You're not working on something that's going to develop your future. Yeah. You're doing something that's unnecessary. Not unworthy, I think, parents, but unnecessary. But they lack that. I, I've seen and I've kind of noticed, and I know my own attitude when my kids are on it for a certain number, an hour, or whatever, or time, whatever their time limit is, it's... It, I'm looking at it like, but they don't have to be. Mm. They want to be. It's not a responsibility. Yeah, in other words. and my stuff's my responsibility. Yeah. But if you put yourself in your kids' shoes and try to see it from their eyes, an empathetic leader, you gain so much credibility because the stuff they're doing on their phone isn't unnecessary. It's not unworthy. You read this, right? Kara Powell in uh, yeah. what was the book? Uh, Growing with. Yeah, Growing with those that whole that whole thing there. They have the technology book there, and we'll put all this oh, stuff yeah. in the link. Navigating, yep, navigating in the digital, digital world. world. She says something about a lunchroom, right? It's a yeah. the phone is 
it's their lunchroom to a student. Yeah. That's their lunchroom where we grew up and we looked around the lunchroom and that's where we made yeah. social connections. To yeah. a teenager, they bring their lunchroom home with them. And uh, that's where they're making their they're experimenting yeah. socially, and they're yeah. they're making those connections there. And it's working too because they don't just have to sit in the sign seats or people they don't want right. to be around. They right. get to choose. So there's a lot of power there. Figuring out who they are. Yeah, all that stuff. So that yeah, carrying their lunchroom home is great. They're carrying their social life home. We came home from school and it was different. Yeah, that's something for a truth for parents. You've got to embrace is they're taking it home with them. There used to be a big connection if you wanted to bring school life into yours. You had yeah. to call on a phone or go out and find them. But it's in your house. So if you can see it and note it, it you get a better advantage there so but two it's it's not unnecessary and it's not worthless and the stuff they're doing isn't there they are developing socially they're developing friends they might have a lifelong friend that's good for them that's the good part about a phone that they might not have had if they, they might be playing it. video games with their friends and talking online so i think yeah. what's key is for for parents is to look at their use of their technology and help them help the teenager decipher hey am i isolating right mm -hmm. now or am I investing? If they're investing in a relationship and yeah. friends, that's something that, that can be encouraging with parameters. Sure. Um, but if they're just isolating, if they're just going brainless activity, yeah. you know, that's that's where there's the danger. And I, I, where they got that danger and that isolation and stuff is huge. And you said another mm -hmm. word there, parameters. Yeah. That's that's real important. And again, this is another call out to parents: is how did we get here? This is a good question. How did we get to the situation? Not not with phones, because Steve Jobs did a great job creating technology, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Not that. But in your life and in your world, you're not looking for an answer for the world because you can't solve it. And even if you know it, who are you going to call? Yeah. Like, what, what do you, hey, I know the solution for all these smartphones. Nobody cares. Nobody knows who you are. But your home, you have a direct influence in. you got to know the, the question and the answer for your home. Yeah. So you got to start with, how did I get here in my house? The answer to every single one is, I know it's big, but it's true. Here it is. To Drum every roll. single one is you modeled it to them. Yeah. People would reject that. I, I, I'm i kind of sitting there thinking about my kids and stuff, and I'd go, eh. But if you're hard on yourself and you sit there and look at it, you taught them how to be on the phone. Some things are inherent. You put your, your head down and you look at your phone because it sits there. Mm -hmm. But not like that. How much time, if you're accountable, how you treat people when they're trying to talk to you when you're on your phone, it's just like language. Every kid learns the English language around here because it's the, our language, but the tone that they yeah. speak is different for each family. The style, how they treat people when they talk, how they greet people, whether it's, hey, how you doing? Or what's up, loser? Because I'm insecure and I don't know what to say. Yeah. Those kinds of things. So with a phone, it's the same More thing. More is caught than taught. More really. is caught. So yeah. if they catch you going to another room to use the phone, guess what they're going to do when they have their phone or their device? Go to another room to use their phone. So for parents, it's you taught your kid, just like you taught them how to speak, you taught your kid how to use your phone. Mm. This has been convicting to me. I, you know, obviously I I'm on my cell phone a lot, and uh, and I can make I can make the decisions that hey, that's part of my job. I have mm. to do that. But what my child sees is yeah. dad on his phone at home um, when I could be doing that work, or I could be doing that when she's in bed. Mm. And what 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 my kids see is dad's on the phone. No, mm. I look at it and say, well, I'm being responsible. I'm I'm communicating about something, or I'm doing my job. I'm an adult. I'm allowed to. Their perception is. Dad spending more time on on a device than than with me, so uh, we got to take responsibility there and uh, um, just create a culture where where we say, you know what, I'm just gonna put it down for a second and and maybe spend some time with the family. And what you're creating is that intimacy with your family. I'm right. choosing you over yeah. something else. Yeah. And that's part of the phone thing is for how many times we do that and we got to consciously choose because it's so easy to pick up the phone and look at it. Is sure. you're developing intimacy with your phone. Okay, so I don't go downstairs and grab the hammer from my toolbox and put it in bed with me and sleep with it. 
it's just weird that'd be dumb it's dirty like it doesn't do anything but with my phone there are times i've fallen asleep and i've had it next sure. to me so i don't sleep with a hammer i don't sleep with my shoes but i sleep with my phone which is odd if you're if you're a single person what you, other object do you what, do that you don't with? do it with yeah. anything and from everything that they've said about the filthiness of our phones like you know wipe them down because you bring them <laughs> to the bathroom in the car and stuff dirtier than toilet seat oh, they it's say it's terrible so you're putting that People right now are going to grab a Lysol wipe to wipe their screen down. They should, <laughs> but you're bringing it into your bed and then sleep next to it. So the only yeah. person that the only the only thing that sleeps in bed with me is occasionally the dog before I catch him and kick him out, or you know my wife sleeps next to me, or my kids will wake up and they you know jump into bed. Yeah. Those are the only people. Nobody else is coming over to my house to jump in. So my phone on my bed that's a really personal thing. And so I think too, how did we get here? Is we have an intimate connection with our phones. Mm. I heard that. Uh, uh, somebody on staff uh, recently said their kid dropped their phone and goes, oh, my best friend, and picked it up. <laughs> and, he, and they go, that's more true. And he said, I'm dead serious. More true than we want to believe, Come right? on, if it I'm is. bored, if I'm lonely, if, I, if I'm tired, if I'm hungry, it solves every need, and it's always there with We're us. We're never bored we anymore. We always have something to, to bank on. So that thing is personal and tough to talk about. If somebody were to tell me what I'm doing wrong in my marriage, I, I'd be defensive. Yeah. And so for teens and parents to begin talking about this is this is really intimate. This, this is this is this is personal space that you're trudging into. So be careful. So for parents and teens, they might just be unwilling to mm. talk about it because of how personal and intimate this thing is. Yeah. But I, we do have some good things, and I, I think we've got some good stuff to help. And creating a culture that uh, you know of conversation where you know, your teens can come up and talk to you about something yeah. and maybe bring something up that uh, is, is is convicting to you. And you actually take that, right? That, I feel like that's, that's like part a, of it. That's a, that's a helpful tip for all the things we're going to talk about. Yeah. Dating, have a culture of conversation. Phones, have a culture of conversation. Be approachable. You should. Be humble. If you, can't, if, you, if you can't have your kid, if you don't have your kid walking up to you and being able to speak honestly with you, that's where you got to start. Yeah. The phones isn't the issue. The dating's not the yeah. issue. None of that stuff is. It's... We can't those are have just a conversation. Topics. Yeah, those yeah. are just application points of what's happening in your life. So yeah, creating a culture um, um, in your family, embracing it a little bit. That's part of that culture. Um, a time hop mm. and Facebook throwing out memories. So great. Sean and I sit down and just look at the kids from a few years ago and we'll talk about things that we see them growing into and you know what we'd like to see change and how cute they were and how cute they are. Stuff like that. Um, you can embrace that as a family. Sending yeah. everybody in your family I texted all my siblings a picture of an old video game we used to play when we were kids. We were all laughing about it yeah. for 20 minutes. That's great. You, As a family, if you're the leader, the primary mm. influencer, embrace it. I like that. Create a culture. Bring it in. Make it part of who we are. Don't let it rule you. You know, be a master over it. I, yeah, I one of the topics one. we we covered earlier is, you know, the difference between isolation versus uh, sharing in experiences. Mm -hmm. One of the things, uh, I, you know, I picked up from Kara Powell's book is um, that in her family, she's modeled that when their family's together, say vacation, yeah. dinner, they go out to eat. Um, they can only use their devices mm. to share in an experience. Like, mm. hey, this happened at school. Can I share it with the group? Um, once again, that's just an illustration yeah. of, of one family and what they did. Um, but instead of isolating on the phone, it's, hey, let's use technology to mm. grow our relationships, to, uh, hey, I want to I wanna post a picture of our, our family outing or vacation, mm. right? I want to bring my friends into the experience. Mm. And those are ways that we can celebrate uh, technology and celebrate social media yeah. in a way that's not... Uh, you know, condemning. Hey, and, and, and for that right there, because in my head, I, you know, I grew up camping and stuff with my parents. We didn't have phones. And I think if the idea for my dad was get away from the world. I don't yeah. want to bring my friends with yeah. us. But there's, there's a there's time a, for that. Sure. But if it's every time, that that's not going to speak to your kids. And two, think about this. 
you're doing something so good with your kids, something so fun, something so engaging that they want to share it. So if they're not they're sitting celebrating there, the family, and as long as they're not moment. complaining, man, I'm yeah. stuck out here with my family. That that's no good. But if they're sharing with it, it's going. I provided, made, led my family to something that was so good that they want to share. It. You should take pride in that. Yeah. Um, there's times, yeah. Hey guys, no, not this time. I, I've said that a million times about things about our house. This isn't social media. This isn't now. It's just me and my wife. Yeah. But this yeah. isn't social media content. This is just us. I don't want anybody else to own this. I want to have a private moment with my family but they like to share it and bring them with. So it's mm. not isolation. So I, I agree with you that. This this last one I think is big. Have expectations. Um, we I Man, I'd said you are at a direct advantage if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, and you have an elementary-aged kid, mm. or if you don't have kids, or if they don't have phones. If they're just starting start, to come home and say, hey, my friends have an iPhone. Perfect. Scary. <laughs> but... But you're in a really good boat. Yes. Um, you can develop guidelines for these kids. Not too late. No. Um, and if you're just handing it to them with no accountability, and again, that's modeled. I, my phone, I'm accountable to my wife and to a couple other mm -hmm. guys. So if I slip up on the phone or if I see something or say something or do something, people will find it. My wife's allowed to pick up my phone and look through it. That's accountability. Some parents don't even have that with their kids. So if you went up to your kid and tried to pick up their phone, it'd be locked and you wouldn't know when. That and to say, me, hey, that's my property. Right. Get off my phone. That would drive me bonkers because I'm paying for it. So yeah. right off the bat, there's kind of a little bit of, no, I supply this to you. Now that can come off authoritarian, so you gotta be careful. But bringing them in, well, I pay for it. So we do have to have a little bit of accountability here. You know, it used to be accountable when they had minutes and uh, text message yeah, allowances. Ten, <laughs> ten cents a text message. The bill would come in the mail. That'd be some accountability. Trouble. You went way over, and I don't need to unlock your phone to find that out. Um, but having those expectations, you should be providing them. But the key, it. the key to uh, making that transition easier is starting with them before they have the device. Yeah. So setting up some sort of agreement, or uh, I know some church they call it a covenant. Yeah. And uh, they actually have a, a, they sign it and everything, and say these are the expectations. Here is a device that costs X amount of dollars, yeah. right? It's a yeah. lot of money. Um, there's there's a lot that comes with that. Um, these are the things that, as your parents, we're expecting of you. Right. Uh, we're going to be checking your your accounts. We have access to all your codes. Right. And when the teenager knows that going into it, they uh, they feel like you're treating them like an adult yeah. because there's an agreement there. Hey, I will I will accept those you know those uh, ground rules or those parameters because I'm getting something. Right. Um, that way, when you go in and you need to have a conversation with them, it's hey, remember we talked about this. So setting those things up, yeah. I think, right at the beginning is is really helpful. And here, here's and here's why. And this goes into the high school thing too, is because you're you're not trying to be a cop. Yeah. Well, my parents know all my passwords. I can't get away with anything. That's not the point. That's that's totally not the point. Because if anything, I want to see my kids screw up so that I can help. Yeah. I don't what's the hear end goal there? So what's the end goal? Okay, you're trying to give your kid a phone, right? And and or they're asking for whatever. You're trying to teach them to be able to use it wisely right. when they're gone, because eventually they will be. So even if you're the parent says, I'll never give my kid a phone, wait till they walk out the door. If they've got a job and they can pay for it, they'll buy one. No discernment has been taught. Why would you? Yeah. Okay, so here's what here's what that translates into. I didn't teach my kid how to use it. I, I restricted him and gave him no education in how to use a phone. And I reject that as part of our culture. Yeah, and then your kid yeah. goes out and does it. That's that's crazy sauce. You do not want that. You, I want my kid out there expecting things. Now, my kids are young. They're seven, they're five, they're three. I don't teach them everything about it right now. That would be inappropriate. But as they get older, as a coach, if I'm transitioning from cop to coach, then what I'm doing is showing them techniques. I'm pulling them over. Mm -hmm. Okay. We lost the tablet. We lost the phone. Here's why. We're losing it because you guys are fighting about it. You had your time. You're not supposed to be over here, but you were hitting. 
That was a bad reaction to this right. isn't even yours. So transitioning to coach, I'm trying to teach them. You're not having this conversation. You're not having it mm -hmm. like this now so that later they know how to use it. And, of course, they'll screw up, but that's the point of a coach being there. So parents need to guard against the mentality of I set up parameters and then let it go. Yeah. Because uh, then it's just rules, yeah. right? And you break a rule, you're in trouble. If, if there's no coaching yeah. going on, um, yeah, they're not going to learn. And, no, and that's the ultimate goal. No, it's, you know, I'm reading something about uh, uh, volunteers and stuff, and, it, and it's the same thing with kids. You're empowering them with authority, okay, mm. but you're also keeping them accountable. So I'm empowering, but I'm also delegating with accountability. So empower with authority. This is your phone. I'm giving it to you. It's yeah. great. Yeah. But I'm delegating the use of it to you with accountability. I mean, I'm going to be checking up on this thing. You know, it does cost money. You know, if you just throw this phone around, crack the screen every time, you're not getting another one. You haven't mm -hmm. proven that you can, or you're going to have to pay for it. So, yeah, all that to say a lot of accountability is a good thing for a teenager. It gives opportunities. Less as you get older. Yeah, it gives opportunities for teenagers to be rewarded. Yeah. Hey, you've been using it responsibly. We're now going to allow you to download that app right. or to use that game or to use that browser because you've demonstrated responsibility and, and you're trustworthy. So yeah. it gives opportunities for a teenager or, or that student to say, hey, I'm going to work towards a goal here. Mm. I'm going to work towards something, yeah. which is neat for them. Now, final thought here. Resources. The description here yeah. the, and below this should have a whole bunch of links of stuff. One is the covenant we're talking about. The other one, and I think it's a discussion guide mm -hmm. kind of a thing. And then the other one's actually great software called Circle where you yeah. can uh, navigate. So you don't have to be an IT person to control the internet in your house and what things are restricted and not. If you told me to plug in my router and start entering passwords, you lost right. me. But Circle's fantastic And for there's that. a ton of these out there. Yeah, Parents yeah, yeah. Are, have their opinions. Some say, hey, I like this one, I like that one. But it's just, it's getting the ball rolling, Just right? getting you thinking. Um, we put that description in on our website, gofirstyouth.com. I think it's resources, yeah, right? Yeah, slash resources. Slash resources. We've also got book listings on there. So the Kara mm -hmm. Powell book we were just talking about, um, that's all, that, that stuff on there that maybe just to get the ball rolling for your family because mm -hmm. your family's different than mine and all over the place. So yeah. those resources will be it's in there. It's getting the conversation started, right? That's, that's, that's the key. Start talking. Yeah. First one might not be good, but start talking. <laughs> Hey, thanks guys for joining us. Uh, we'll have another one soon. We can't wait to talk to you about something else. See ya.